have a chat to Mark Pitt, Cosy, because mm. we've discussed a lot this week about a couple of the star horses in harness racing at the moment, the Lost Storm and also Captain Ravishing, and we've been asking the experts who is actually better and uh, more prodigious out of the two. Well, Mark Pitt gets to drive both of them, so let's ask him as he joins us on Big V Racing. Hello to you, Mark. Hey, guys. How are you going? Yeah, Good, we're not too bad, mate. Uh, we're not as well as you, though, because you get to drive two of the, the superstars of the sport and the Lost Storm and Captain Ravishing, but what the Lost Storm did there on Saturday night at Melton was just something else. Yeah, look, it was, guys. Um, you know, as you say, he's a beautiful horse, but um, you know, he probably had a couple of tough runs leading into the final with British Crown, so it probably just told on him a little bit. But, um, you know, he had a few soft runs in the heats and um, the semi and just really showed how good he was in the final. Mark, can you almost draw a bit of a parallel? Because the way he just put a gap on him there, it was almost like the way Captain Ravishing put a gap on him at his last start before he had the let-up as well. Was it a similar sort of feel to you? Yeah, look, it was. Um, I, I really think they're both horses that are going to get better um, later on in their career. So, um, you know, that's going to be pretty exciting. With the lost storm, he's had the seven. He's won seven out of the nine. I mean, it's a bit. How long's a bit of string? How much better can he get? Do you think he's flying? Yeah, look, he is. I, I just think um, you know the more racing he has and the maturer he gets, I just think he'd be a little bit better each time. Yeah. And it's almost identical with Captain Ravishing because going back a while ago, one of his first starts at Melton, he looked like a, a school kid who didn't want to be in class going down the back straight. It was almost like, watch out the window. What, what, what's going on before the marble sort of really dropped in the slot? Yeah, that's right. Like, even the few few times that I drove him before he, he did win the British Crown, he, um, he sort of had a good look around and sort of didn't know what he was out there to do. But, um, you know, sort of the more racing he's had, the better he's got. And I think he'll be just better again after the slot let up. It is interesting when you're comparing these two horses because obviously one's a year older and um, I think up until Saturday night, most people would have just expected to, everyone to say that Captain Ravishing is, is the better of the two, but we've known for a long time that he's, he's got a lot of ability, the Lost Storm. Do you think that he can continue to, to actually improve and, and maybe even get to the level that Captain Ravishing has been able to display over his three-year-old season or four-year-old season, I should say? Yeah, look, I'm sure he can. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a big step from that but um, I'm sure he can with a bit of racing and um, you know placed in the right place so um, yeah look I, I really look forward to, to him in the future Mark the Lost Storm is running times and sort of sectionals at times that older horses do what what sort of a I mean this is probably a stupid question what sort of mile rate do you reckon he could get down to oh look I, that'd be that'd be um, hard to say unless um, yeah look it, it'd be hard to say but for him to go 52 and a piece over um, mm. the, the middle distance, that, that's something special at this stage of his career. Did you ever think you'd be behind horses like this when you started driving up in the Riverina? I mean, it's, it must look a long time ago. Yeah, look, um, no, it's sort of something that I've always dreamt and wanted to do was drive a really good horse. And uh, once I made the move to Victoria, um, I worked for Wayne Potter for a while and he was super for me. And then um, I sort of... We went training on our own, and then, um, yeah, I started driving Emma and Clayton, and then it just went from there. This re- yeah, this relationship that you've got with Emma and Clayton, it, it's it's extraordinary at the moment. It's the, the dominant partnership in harness racing in this state of Victoria. Um, I want to ask you, Mark, why, why is it that Emma and Clayton are, are as good as they are? What is it about them? Well, I just think they're the best, to be honest. Um, they're very smart people. Um, they, have, they have very, very well-bred horses, but... Um, uh, to do the job they do, they've got to be. I think they've got to be better than everyone. Now, Mark, uh, your pedigree is pretty handy when it comes to harness racing. Mum and Dad, your mum even had a go driving, didn't she? 
Yeah, yeah, mum and dad both had a go. Um, yeah, they're just they're, they're retired now on the sideline watching. Yeah. <laughs> Do they hold up the scorecard and go six out of ten for that one, Mark? No, I could have driven better. Do you get a bit of stick from them? <laughs> no, not too bad. Used to early days, but um, no, they're pretty happy now just to watch on. Pretty proud, I think. And your granddad, Norm, I think you sort of toddled around the stables there when you are a little tacker. Yeah, a lot. Um, you know, I missed a lot of school. I was always at the stables. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he's, he's still going. He's still training a small team at Leeton. And, uh, you know, I talk to him most days, yeah. That's Norm Dybert. Is, is that how you pronounce your surname? Yep, that's it. How many horses has he got now? Oh, he probably trained six or seven at the moment. Mm. Um a few babies, he still he likes doing his breakers, but he's got a couple of racehorses that poke around the Wagga area. Do you ever have the thrill to drive for him? I reckon that would be fantastic to drive for your granddad. Yeah, I actually um, drove my first winner for him um, on a horse called Silvani. Oh, how, how proud would you have been? How proud would he have been? Yeah, that, yeah no, it was a pretty big thrill. Um, it was sort of early in the career, and um, I hadn't driven many in a sort of the opportunity to, to drive the, um, the horse, and yeah, and he got up and won, which was great. You remember what he said when you came back? Nah, I couldn't, couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I reckon that'd be a, that would be a special bond to have. Oh, it's great. Um, you know, even even my brother, he gave my brother his first winner as well, and um, yeah, it's great to, to be able to keep it in the family to start off. Well, those sentimental victories, and also the, the Group One victories that you've had. Uh, and you've had so many of them over the last 12 months, I've got no doubt of giving you great thrills, Mark. But one thing that Emma Stewart raised on the radio over the weekend was the prospect of taking some of her horses to North America, um, some, some of her star horses, in fact. Uh, would that interest you? Would, you? would you be putting your hand up to go over and drive her horses in the States? Yeah, look, if that was, a, that was an option, um, yeah, look, I'd really like to go over and, and see what it's all about and... Um different parts of the world and, yeah, be able to drive. One thing not many will be able to say is you'd be able to tell them, hey, boys, I drove nine at Launceston one night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're decent bragging rights. That night must have been incredible. You must have thought, this is ridiculous. This can't keep happening. Nine straight. Yeah, that's right. Like it was something that um, you know you think you'd probably never be able to do is um, drive nine at one meeting, but um, it sort of just kept. They just kept coming, and uh, they were driven and put in the right spot, I guess. And um, yeah, they were just that little bit better than them on the night. What were the, the other drivers on the night uh, thinking and saying to you, Mark? They must have, they must have been cursing you. Go home, yeah. you mongrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't be the most white man in Tassie. Yeah. But, um, hey, what was it like when you went out on the ninth one? Because did you think to yourself, this this can't keep happening? Yeah, well, it was. It's sort of I was trying not to think of them as I'm going. I try to move on to the next one and concentrate on driving it, but. Um, yeah, when it got to the ninth one, it um, yeah, it was just something different. Well, that is that, that's a record. I don't think anyone will ever break foot. You wouldn't yeah. think that. That and and the other race, you weren't eligible to have that's... a drive in that. They couldn't have a horse in. Otherwise, <laughs> you could have had the full house. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Goodness, mate. Uh, uh, good stuff, Mark. Hey, uh, well done over the weekend with the Lost Storm. Uh, unbelievable performance. It was a great call of, of Dan Malecki's as well, and we're excited to see what he can do uh, in his three-year-old season, and we're certainly excited to see what Captain Ravishing can do as well when he returns to the racetrack over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, good stuff. We'll, we'll look forward to catching up soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.